Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. You have goals. Reach them fast with IU Online's accelerated degree programs. Our six- and eight-week courses are taught 100% online and can fit any schedule. Advance your career with a bachelor's in mathematics. It only takes 10 minutes to apply. Earn an Indiana University degree that's valued around the world. Get started today at IU Online. Good evening, gentle listener, and welcome to Distractable, a Wood Elf production. This week, the gents kick off at Ilium with dynamite. Ever-victorious Wade is in charge and acts the part of Zeus. Mark is recovering and detests movie games, but adores replay and jump scares. And Bob, the FPS monster, dislikes open spaces and souls. From Gary's Mod to Pokemon, The Last of Us to Zelda. Yes... It's time for Video Game Tier Lists. Now, sit back and prepare to be distracted and enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome back to Distractable. I'm your host today, Wade, and I'm joined by my friends Mark and Bob. Hey boys. Oh, hey. Do I talk about Schleeman now or later? What in God's name is Schleeman? Schleeman? Okay, you clearly have something you want to talk about, so I guess go for it. You don't know about Schleeman? What is Schleeman? I have a guess, but I doubt it's what you're thinking Schleeman is. Heinrich Schleeman? I haven't even talked about what this podcast is yet, but you know what? Forget it. Known archaeologist, discoverer of Troy... I, Troy? Mm-hmm. The movie? The person that we went to school with? No, the city! Oh, was it gone? It is now! Oh. After Heinrich got done with it. Oh, God. Oh, just tell us what you're gonna- I don't- I have any idea what the hell you're on about. What did Schleiman do to Troy? Oh, <laughs> you, what didn't Schleiman do to Troy? Schleiman. Schleiman? Schleiman. 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 Schleiman more. That's a point for Gryffindor. <laughs> I tell you what he didn't do. That's still tasteful. It, keep it intact. That's what he didn't do. Why would it not be tasteful to make Harry Potter references? I don't I know. get why. I understand why. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, two minutes in and we're canceled. Excellent railroading, sir. Continue, continue. <laughs> anyway, so Troy, everyone thought it was fake and all that, but then uh, Henry Schleiman, Schleiman, uh said, nah, nah, that's real, and I'm going to prove it with dynamite. Oh, and so he okay. put a bunch of dynamite in a train and he, or a cart or something, and he wheeled it over to where he thought Troy was, and he just started blowing it up. Wait, this guy had a train and a train rail headed for where he well, thought no. Troy was, loaded with explosives. Uh, he pulls a little chain and choo-choo, the thing drives into like an unmarked spot and blows up. You no, I said or a cart or something. I said or a cart. fool. 
Do you not know how minecarts work? Yeah, come on. Haven't you ever played Minecraft where you learn about the intricacies of minecarts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we spawned in dynamite. We didn't roll it in. He spawned in dynamite and put it in his minecart. He sure did. For which he built the tracks by his own hand, I'm sure. And where he thought Troy was. Oh, he thought right, obviously. And he was right! <laughs> that's good. That's good for him, I guess. He was right! It was good for him, bad for everyone else, because he blew up the majority of Troy trying to get to the deep layers of it. <laughs> so his approach was just dynamite the absolute hell out of it until you reach the basement of Troy? Yes, and he did. He got to the basement. What did he think was going to be in the basement? Isn't there a better way in 2022? Is there not a better way of doing this than blowing up the entire thing you're trying to find with dynamite? Of course! I was going to say back then, probably not. But yeah, no, with modern technology and stuff. Yeah. When was back then? I thought this was recent. 1850. 40 or 50. Oh, I thought this was like last week. You think a guy discovered the city of Troy a week ago and that didn't make the news or anything? You didn't hear about that? <laughs> I don't keep up with the news. It could have been. I don't know. Well, this is old news now. If only he had the power of Intel and the technology that they're fueling to be able to look inside deep layers of the earth with advanced sonography. I guess that's true. I guess technology is very helpful nowadays where we don't just have to point at a spot on the map and say, throw the TNT, it's probably there. Mm -hmm. That's how all science actually was. Marine biologists would just row a boat out in the ocean and just start <laughs> oh, no. dropping TNT in there. Oh. See what floated up. You know, that's not entirely not how it happened. Early medicine involved a lot of uh, small TNT, looked kind of like firecrackers, <laughs> but they were actually called medical sticks back in the day. People are always like, man, I miss the good old days. And then I look at how barbaric we were even like a decade decade ago and it's like yeah. i don't mm -hmm. we were alive a decade what did you do that was barbaric a decade ago just curious what happened a decade ago to you <laughs> i don't know i don't remember yesterday i'm just throwing an arbitrary date out there on this small animal in the woods and he was deeply injured and i was like get the leeches get the leeches <laughs> oh god get the leeches put dynamite in their mouths the squirrel has fallen Ah, their blood is impure. Bleed them and then fill their blood back up in the other arm. I guess that's what they do, kind of. No. How do you think leeches work? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you, I believe you're referring to dialysis. No, uh, thank God we live in modern times with modern technology. Imagine some centuries from now, humanity looks back and is like, can you believe how brutal they were in the early 2000s? Yeah, they probably will. <laughs> the first half of the 21st century, can you imagine all the dumb stuff they did? To fix their vision, they would cut into their eyeballs and shoot them with lasers? My goodness. Meanwhile, Schleeman over here invented the Klein bottle leech. It just <laughs> like loops blood back through itself and right into your body again an infinite loop of blood yum he blew you up if that didn't work yeah of course well, i'm glad technology is at least a lot more wonderful now than it was in the 1800s yes thanks to intel now troy 2 will not suffer the same fate as troy 1 <laughs> I, thought, I thought you meant troy also and then you said the rest of your sentence and i was like <laughs> Oh, no, he means Troy number two. Yes, of course. Oh, Troy okay. number two. Sorry, I should have specified. Well, it's been like 200 years. Has Troy grown back? Uh, probably. Someone check. Oh, good. Okay. That's how buildings, I think, work. Or maybe mm -hmm. they will. Maybe technology will be so wonderful that destroyed buildings will just grow themselves back. That's why they say when humanity leaves, nature reclaims itself. Mm -hmm. the buildings all grow back like they used to be. <laughs> 
It's true. It's true. How wonderful is that? Ah, oh, so wonderful. This spot brought to you by Intel. What were you saying, Wade? Yeah, what were you saying? Uh, I was going to rewind all the way back and actually explain to the you know new listeners what the show is about. Oh, no one cares. All right. Well, basically, one of us wins, and then they host the next episode, and the host decides what the episode's about and how the points are assigned. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Explaining things just sets expectations, okay? Yeah, no I expectations for Keep this it brief. Month. So, I guess, uh, I don't know, small talk. Uh, anything interesting going on other than our, uh, our lovely archaeologist from the 1800s? I'm sick. Real sick. I'll get better. How about you, Bob? (laughs) I'm in a new office. Great. And not but three hours ago, it didn't have air conditioning, but now it's nicely chilled. So rich, you have two side yards and an office. Great. Love to hear it. I've got like one side yard, but okay. Isn't that that something you said in in the fridge episode? I'm so rich, I have two side yards? Yeah, well, one of the things... That's a direct quote. One of the areas that goes around my house, it's not wide enough for a fridge to fit through, so is it really a side yard? It's more of a sidewalk. But not the sidewalk, like a side sidewalk. Mm. Right. You know what I'm talking about. No. Well, my neck and my back hurt. So small talk. We're all doing great and we're all happy. We're all healthy. How about your crack in that other part in that song? <laughs> what? Wait, wait, what? What? Never mind. Yeah, I know what you're going on about. Wade, finish it. Finish it. Uh, I'd... Wade, finish it. Your neck, your back. I don't know what I'm finishing. Your fin- penis and your crack. Yes. Oh, that song. How is that more explanatory than what else I said? Yeah, what would you think he said than that that thing that he said? Doesn't matter, because I'm the host, and I'm going to segue right. us immediately away from me being embarrassed about my lack of understanding. <laughs> okay. So, a lot of you guys seem to either love or hate some of the episodes that I've hosted that involve uh, <clears throat> the tier list. Mm. There's been one. So I've decided to throw fire. I guess there's only been one. I've decided to throw more fire on the fl- flame. No, light, <laughs> lightning on the... F- I've decided fuel on the f- fire. I mean, if you can throw more fire onto the flames, that probably would make the fire bigger if you have that power. If you could throw lightning onto things, I want to know about this. I'm going to throw more lightning onto the fuel to make a flame. Mm, wow, that's... And we are going to do a tier list today. Listen, we're not at 100% today, gentle listeners, so mm. just give us a break. Rate this episode 10 out of 10 and like on spotify and apple i don't know what you do on these things rate five stars please i don't get as many trips on uber if you don't yeah give us five star rating on on our our yelp page do we have a yelp god i hope so could we have a yelp i hope so can we get a listing on angie's list so that people can call us if they need comedy (laughs) and or offensive ad reads i don't know who angie is but maybe she works with slimy and if so (laughs) give us a five out of five there too but our tier list topic today is one that is dear to many of our listeners who have followed us over from uh, YouTube and Twitch and Facebook and so on and so forth, and that is a gaming tier list. We are going to be ranking some of the games we have. Maybe some of you guys haven't played. I haven't played. We're going to get through as many of these as possible. This is a tough list. I went through and scoured a few different gaming tier lists to figure out what games were ranked and were not ranked yet. What games were worth discussing? Anyone not on this list is garbage. Yeah, according to Wade's judgment. And it turns out there are hundreds that are worth discussing, but we don't have time to do that in one episode. So we're going to get through as many as we can. I am sure a lot of you, your favorite game the best game of all time i will somehow not cover and it will piss you off well just let us know on the reddit maybe we can do a follow-up episode on this and just add to it later on but there's only so many games we can get to in you know half an hour to an hour or whatever so i did my best we're gonna do our best but i'm sure a lot of you will be disappointed maybe we'll do a part two if enough of you like this one and tell us you know what games you'd like to see rated 
This episode is brought to you by Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Everyone loves Mint Mobile, and it's time for more Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. If you say a word too much, it doesn't sound like a word anymore. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile, Mint Mobile. Mint Mobile. Did you know Mint Mobile has unlimited talk and text? Everyone knows Mint Mobile has unlimited talk, text, and data plans for $15 a month when you buy a three-month plan. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows you can save with Mint Mobile. M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash distractible. Use distractible. Use the slash distractible. To get this new customer offer, go to mintmobile.com slash distractible. That's M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash D-I-S-T-R-A-C-T-I-B-L-E. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month for the first three months only. Speed slower than 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. The way this ranking is going to work is I have a section at the top for like the standard of the genre. When you think of like a horror genre, what game is the standard you compare all other horror games to? Only those titles will make it into that section. Hmm. After that, there's S tier, A tier, B, C, D, F, and have not played. So we have quite a section here, but that's because there's going to be so many games that I felt like we needed multiple. And I do feel like there, at least for a lot of genres, there is the game you compare all other games to that come out in that genre. So it is pretty bold to make a declaration like that. So we would have to be prepared to throw a lot of lightning on a lot of flames if we're going to make a declaration. We have to have a lot of fuel for our lightning flame chickens. And I think that we are prepared to carry the torch. And if anyone disagrees out there with us, well, this is a subjective ranking. So obviously you feel free to, but like, nah, you're the host. You get all the blame and or credit. Yeah, this is Wade's fault. Mm -hmm, Wade's fault. <laughs> all of it. Uh, yep. All right. So it's like everything else we do. Excellent. Let's begin because there's a lot to get through. Okay. All right. So our first game we are going to rate, I think, should be. One we've played a lot over the years, Gary's Mod. Let's start with Gary's oh, Mod. I was and looking at this one. All of the game modes that come with it. Yeah. I have a lot of caveats to what I think about Gary's Mod. Okay. It depends on the context that we're talking about. And I would say for this purposes of this list, there's no specific thing. It's not like the best game design or the best, you know, game someone has put out, like objectively, like the things are all polished and they work. It's like a combination of how much you would enjoyed it, what it has, what it released with, but also DLC and or mods. I feel like Gary's Mod, if you look at it on day one when it came out, it's like barely even a game. Yeah. And I don't know the full history, but it doesn't. I want to include that I think playing and watching are both valid aspects to rate on. Absolutely. So like it makes me want to discount it because it's almost an empty vessel. I mean, it is empty vessel, right? It comes with a couple of standard game modes. Maybe I don't know for sure what, what it launched with. But the thing about Gary's Mod that makes me think it's a high high tier game is that now with all of the community stuff and all of the unbelievably funny shit that i've experienced in the game i love it mm -hmm. it's very good very fun but that's not intrinsically part of the game that's like what people have made it but i say that counts yeah but somehow it makes me discount it somehow as well like i don't know how do you feel mark it's a tough one this is a toughie right off the bat i think it is a tough one because you need to acknowledge a lot of history to even get to the point where gary's mod does stand on its own right it's such a fascinating set piece because of its close relationship to half-life 2 the modding community in general and being one of the last like standalone mods that emerged from a different game there are a few games that did spawn from just mods or game modes 
modes. The most iconic of which would be uh, Dota. Dota, probably, right? Yeah, Dota was a Warcraft 3 game mode. Not even a mod. It was a game mode that was programmed into the game itself. Yeah. And yet it is now, League of Legends is probably one of the most popular games of all time. Very possibly. Very up there. If you count the entire world, it's pretty popular like in North America where we live. Huge. Huge. Huge in, uh, in Asia Pacific region and yeah. I think in Europe as yeah. far as I know. Absolutely. What but, genre of game is Gary's Mod even? Because there's so many different games. Like It's infinitely whatever you want it to be. So does it even have a genre? Like what is it? It's like a sandbox game. It is genre defining. It's not even sandbox because it's not a game. right? True. It is pure sandbox. It's sandbox in that you have to build your own tools, right? There's some tools that are programmed in, but the best parts of Gary's Mod, like you were talking about, are the fact that people have programmed mods for that mod. And it got so popular that Steam allowed it to be sold for profit on Steam, like Valve did, which is unheard of because it is almost entirely using assets from their game Half-Life 2. It has expanded beyond yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's effectively like a, a mod, is that accurate? Or like a spin-off of Half-Life 2 because it's based on the engine and it all of the default assets are from that game, right? It is called Gary's oh, well, yeah, okay, Mod. That's the thing. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so where do you guys rank it? It's, it's, it's in its own category. It's, it's it's the standard of the genre? Yeah, I would say it defines its own genre because there's not anything that jumps to mind that matches it in terms of the variety of stuff it can be and do. Yeah, exactly. All right. There are certainly other sandbox games and other games that have had such flexible modding that like you could make anything. Like, like Roblox, I guess, comes to mind. Roblox is not unlike Gary's mod in that you can essentially make any game you want in Roblox, but I feel like I don't know which came first, but for me, Gary's Mod is like the defining game of that type of thing. Okay. The dominant one for it anyway. Yeah. I mean, I would love to spend so long talking about it, but I'm going to move us on to the next one. But I, I agree. I think Gary's Mod is the standard for a lot of those types of games. How many prop hunt games have come out? And it's like, well, this is fun, but I mean, there's more you can do with Gary's Mod probably. You know, people always go back to the original, the one that set the standard. So I would agree. I think Gary's Mod is a standard setter. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's do uh pokemon now pokemon has all kinds of games there's obviously been like seven eight generations of pokemon games there's pokemon stadium there's pokemon snap but for the sake of time we're just going to say pokemon as a franchise where does pokemon go oh interesting. is it a standard was there a game like it beforehand I, I don't actually know if it was based on anything prior obviously it has the card game and everything it's a little bit tougher it might also be a standard because of that i don't know it I, uh, I it's complicated, oh, I think. Man, I guess I've got to go first. I wouldn't say as much just because the, the idea of an RPG, right? That's what the original game was. It was a game yeah. before anything else, right? Before cards, mm -hmm. before the show, before the craze. It was a Game Boy game, and it was a simple RPG. It was very fun, and a lot of people latched onto it, but at its core, it's just an RPG. There were RPGs before it. There Did were that come before the cards, the game? I think so. The game. I don't actually know the answer. I'm, I'm not like trying to be contrarian. I just actually don't know the answer. Yeah, I don't actually know either. I got to look it up, I guess. Pokemon timeline. Timeline of Pokemon. Let's see. February 27th, Pocket Monsters Red and Green, the first ever Pokemon game in the primary games of Generation 1, released in Japan for the Game Boy. 1996, February 27th. The game was released first and above all, then trading cards in Japan, but yeah. Pokemon came out for both the same time in the US. Okay. Yeah, card game came out a few months later in Japan. It was a Game Boy game first. And in all honesty, it was probably, I, I played I played Red. I, I thought it was very fun. I played the entire game. I played it all the way through. I think that 
it can't necessarily be genre defining for an RPG, but it could be genre defining for collectible pocket monster type things. Because there's also Digimon and a bunch of other games that are like even uh, gotcha games. Aren't they technically kind of like Pokemon? Not unlike. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them are. Yeah, you go and you need to collect different things and use them in different scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. If we place uh, Pokemon in anything but, you know a very high tier or in a section of its own, people are going to roast us alive. <laughs> They're just going to kill us. Well, I think it's... That's the risk we take. I think it's complicated because Pokemon as a cultural icon is S tier. It's enormous. They have Mark, the show I watched as a kid. I loved it. I liked the games as a kid. I, I collected the cards like... They were everywhere. It was a phenomenon. If we're talking about exclusively the game, I kind of agree with where you started, Market. It's an RPG, right? I'm not an RPG expert by any measure, but I don't think it really does anything to dramatically evolve the RPG sort of game genre over the years of its existence. I don't think when it came out, it was a particularly world-changing RPG. It's like a solid game, and they have added things to it that are various levels of funny and interesting, depending on which feature that you're talking about. But I feel like it's just like a solid RPG. Like I would say like A or B. I would prefer B, but I don't want to get tarred and feathered. All right. Like it's good. They're consistently pretty good too, but they're also, they're not interesting enough to pull my attention anymore. Like after a, a lifetime of seeing Pokemon, I get it that each new one has new Pokemon and new gimmicks or whatever. That's not enough to make me be like, oh, I got to play it. And for listeners out there, we are focusing on the video game aspect. I know we're, we've talked about the fact that there's a card game and all this other stuff, the show. Yeah. We are focusing on video games specifically here. So whenever we're talking about like Pokemon is a standard of its own for what it is. But I think the video game itself is what we're focusing on. Yeah, overall, culturally, it's huge. I like it. I'm not obsessed with collecting or anything, but yeah. it's a huge thing. But the games themselves are like a part of that for me. Not really. The games don't stand out that strongly on their own. Yeah. It's it's kind of like, how do you even talk about like one specific game? Because there are so many games. I think you kind of have to put it in its own category or else, you know, there's really no fairness to it. I would equate it to if, if you love Star Wars, there are like thousands of Star Wars books, canon and non-canon. There are a variety of games I would say the movies are the heart of it, and I don't know if the games are the heart of the Pokemon. I feel like the cards and the lore is the heart of the Pokemon thing that I'm not a, really an expert on, but I don't know. I would say B. What do you think? B, Mark, where you said your own thing, but you're, so you're, you don't want to. You want to put it in B. B, B. Oh God, I, feel like I don't. B is like ugh. good, solid, always. You know what you're going to get. Consistently good games. A for me is like it's, it's at least one game in the franchise has to be like a standout, Ugh. or like you point to it as the one where you're like it's really good. We have S, A, B, C, D, F. Then we have haven't played in the standard. I can see the Reddit post now. I can't believe they put Pokemon <laughs> in B below XYZ. I think the first couple Pokemon games that came out were S tier and like above and beyond. I think they've done some good things with recent generations, but I do think that they've had it go on for so long and the formula has stayed so relatively the same that it has kind of diluted itself over the years a bit. So I don't know if I would still have it in S for all of the games. But I, I do think it's, I would have it probably A myself, though my rating doesn't matter here. It's you two. Mm, yeah. I mean, to me, I don't really care for Pokemon very much, but even I have to acknowledge that it is kind of like it set a standard. But I mean, I guess it, it set a standard that nothing else kind of like entered into. So it kind of just like created its own little corner. I mean, I don't really like the games. I would call it B. Okay, but... Mark and Bob, put it in B. Internet, roast them. All right. <laughs> oh, boy. Come at me. Guess what? I'm not reading the subreddit for the next two months. <laughs>
All right, done and done. Excellent work, guys. I can't wait to not be involved in that rating. All this is Wade's fault. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Let's go with The Last of Us. Last of Us Part 1 and Part 2, which obviously people feel very differently about the two parts. Yeesh. Yeah. But Last of Us. Have you played those games, Bob? I have played the first one. I never actually played the second one. There was so much controversy about it. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Let me try and say this in words because it's hard for me to phrase it somehow for some reason. There's something about the the first one is the one I played. So there's something about that first game, that series, where like it's no particular thing that stands out as like this. This is amazing. It changes everything. But everything about it was like polished or thoughtful in a way where I don't generally like action adventure type games like that. And I don't particularly like like scary games, which that's not a horror game, but the zombies and you know, there's some sort of jump scares and stuff. I don't play that kind of game because I don't prefer it over other stuff, but I played that whole game. And even when I would finish a play session, like I got to a couple points, I remember where it was like fighting clickers in the school or something. It was kind of like stressful. It was like a dark level. I would put it down because I was like, oh, I need a break. God, I hate that. And then like the next day, my brain would be like, well, you want to keep playing that game, right? You got you to gotta finish it. I can't put my finger on it, but there's something about it that made me really enjoy that game on a lot of levels. Mm -hmm. It's just really good, but I can't tell you why. I would put it pretty high tier. For me, writing and voice acting. Yeah, the voice acting was consistently good. Like the, the dialogue and everything and the story yeah. kept me for sure. But Remind me what game we're talking about. My brain spaced. <laughs> Last of Us. Last of Us. The old man and the teenage girl surviving oh. the... Part one and two. We're talking about both parts. I have not played part two. I did play part one. I played it for a video, okay. which I'm not going to let taint my opinion of it because I played it like I'm trying to get videos done. I think it's very good, but I knock off points every time it's a movie game like it's a great movie game don't get me wrong it's a great movie game but it's 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 a movie game it's a very good game the gameplay was fun that's fair still a movie game and i don't like movie games do you mean that in the context of just like it's it's a game where it feels like you're watching a movie a lot yeah it's like 50 percent okay. or more linear and story driven yeah a lot of extremely yeah. linear the gameplay while being very engaging and i saw many gameplay videos of the last of two it was really incredible the amount of technology that they packed into the interactivity of what it was when you were playing the game and i did enjoy it when i was playing it so i want to rate it very highly but i always knock off points for movie games because i'm like oh wouldn't this be better as a tv show or a movie than a game but at the same time it's fun so i'm like i would put it at a okay because i think it is a great game and i think it's a great story and it's fantastic in every way i just wouldn't put them at s just because it wouldn't be a game that i would go back and play over and over and over again and for a game to be an s tier it has to not only be like amazing in every way the story has to be great the gameplay has to be fun engaging really Really makes you want to play through it you have to be able to go back and replay it that is s tier to me right so i would put last of us at a that's an interesting point about it being a movie game because i generally absolutely loathe that kind of game anytime a cutscene kicks in i'm just like oh i think the last call of duty campaign was like that for me there were so many cutscenes. i'm not like a huge cod fan but i i wanted to play and i wanted to see and the gameplay was fun but i hate that but even for the last of us even the cutscenes, i would watch them like it was like a good you know movie or tv show and i wasn't mad about it which i would normally be i would agree with you a i feel like that's solid and it's a solid game after playing one and two i would probably also have it today two 
upset a lot of people. They didn't like the direction the story went. Emotional impact. I don't know if there's a game franchise out there that has hit me as hard as The Last of Us. There's been a couple of them that have been up there. It's definitely up there in emotional impact, but I would also, I, I think A is a good place for it. I think A is a good place for it. Seems fair. So Last of Us at A. Yeah, I feel good about that. Um, Let's go into, let's go into a fan favorite here. Five Nights at Freddy's. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Am I going first on this one? Have at it. Have at it. Whoever wants to go first. Oh boy. Okay. All right. All of the, so this is the entire game franchise, not just the original, but all of the games. All 80,000 games. All right. So there's two ways I could look at this, right? I could look at it from the game purely by itself, or I could look at it at the fucking dividends. It is paid out for me specifically. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you can. Because when it comes out, all what standard, I- Standard, it's at the standard for Mark's bank account. What I just said about all those criteria for a game, it's like, oh, it's great, engaging storyline, makes you want to keep playing, and the replayability. Whenever I play that game, even if I play it over again on my channel, people still want see it it's incredible i'm not i'm like i'm not criticizing it in any way for that i'm saying like man that that's the golden goose that just that just keeps giving uh but at the same time if i'm being absolutely realistic about it i think the game is okay i think it, it was really interesting when it came out because it did kind of change the paradigm of horror games and a lot of people could say for better or for worse but one thing you cannot deny about the first game even if it did have a lot of cheap jump scares it nailed atmosphere yeah it did. It nailed mystery and a and a desire to peer into the darkness. And it created this sense of isolation that I think spilled over into a lot of other games, even if they didn't emulate the style of it, in terms of having the protagonist be completely helpless. And I'm not saying it was the first. Amnesia did it. Amnesia did that. You were completely helpless. But in a, in a way where you couldn't even move. You were on the defensive. Whereas Amnesia, you're running away. And that's a very different action. When you're playing Five Nights at Freddy's, you're completely defensive. All of your actions and you do have many defenses, all of your actions are contingent on you staying in that place and keeping people out. And that is very different from keeping people away. They're very different things. The fact that you can't run anywhere backs you into a corner. And that feeling is one of the first times that you've actually had that sensation in a game. So I do think it's very good. It's not enough for genre defining, except it kind of is because of the amount of fan games that come out of there. Uh, 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 come back to me. <laughs> He's gone. <laughs> we lost him. Come uh, back to me. All right. Bob, give your opinion. I mean, I'm already, I've already said in this episode that I'm not a huge horror game fan. I played uh, the first couple Five Nights games and like, it, they're scary. There's a lot of jump scares and I certainly appreciate that it was like a huge, it still is a huge thing for you in terms of YouTube stuff because people are crazy for it. I would say I, I, I get that people like the game, the lore and everything is, it draws you in and everyone just wants to know what the hell's going on and who's who and what are all these are there so many haunted thingies and whatever but that part makes me like it less like i can, i think the game is interesting enough on its own and i can see the replayability for sure but everyone just freaking out about it and every time uh what's his name scott cawthorn would release a teaser people are like analyzing the pixels in the shadows Mm -hmm. That's uh, that's purple guy, and that's uh, this. There was a word on this paper. It's referencing the bite of '86 or something like that. <laughs> all this shit, people lose their mind over it, and that's. I have this complex that we've talked about, I think, before, or I've talked about where if something is insanely popular and every person I encounter is like, you gotta watch the CVS series or you gotta play this game, my mind is like, oh, <laughs> yeah, cringy, gross. I hate it. 
So I feel like I would put it at a B or a C because it's a good, fun game and scary. But I don't. All of the people constantly talking about it and all of the ripoff merch everywhere, every uh, you know town carnival you go to or whatever. There's like knockoff Freddy Fazbear shirts and stuff. It's too meh, bleh. All right, so B for you, Mark, where would you put it? Uh, I'm hesitant to put it in a genre-defining thing because it runs the risk of putting everything in a genre-defining thing. <laughs> so uh, what did you put in, Bob? Uh, B, but my opinion carries a little weight compared to yours. I no, like no, on this I, one. I would put it at B as well Ooh. because, because it is a good game. I think it's a very good game, and it's an iconic game, and it's 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 very fun. Uh, Well, very fun. Uh, oh, God. I feel like you don't always have that much fun because you play it on harder and harder, and then when you try to do the 420 or whatever, all that but, it drives but I, you insane. I guess I was compelled to do it, though. Maybe it's because it's hard to give it a, a fair judgment right now. I would have to go back in time and try to channel who I was back then, which back then, if I had to judge it at the time that I played it, which is the only fair time for me to judge it, I would have given it an A back then, no matter what my feelings after all these other games came out and all the lore got convoluted. The original game, I would put... Five Nights at Freddy's 2 at an A, easily. Sister Location at an A. There's enough games in there when it was at its heyday that I would put it A to give the whole franchise an A. I wouldn't say S. I wouldn't say S out of fairness to all the other games that I want to put in S, but I would put it in A to honor it enough to be like, okay, you can sit at A. I'm proud of you. You did it, champ. Uh, you were there for me, and goodness gracious, I'm going to keep milking you for a while. <laughs> As a video game, I don't think it's super spectacular S tier, but I think the way that it's the standard or defining is how it worked for content creation, how it worked for content creators' communities. I think if this game had come out in like 2004, people would have picked it up, played it, been done with it, and it would have kind of like disappeared. But because we lived in the time of social media and, uh, you know, like MatPat going through and breaking down every pixel of every, you know, game, every word of every book that came out, it became a huge phenomenon because of that. And I think the big draw for viewers was one, the lore, and two, the reactions of content creators. It was a game that was perfect for what we do more so than for a game that stands alone on its own two feet. I think that's where it gets complicated. So I'll bark it at A. I think, Bob, you said you didn't want to put too much weight you know, on yours. A Mark's pretty content a with fair. A, so I'll put it at A. But I think that it sets a standard in ways that go beyond just the video game itself. But as a video game, I think A, B is probably accurate. No, I think it's fair. And you're the king of it, <laughs> so you get to say. That's me. I'm the king. It's A to A. God, we have so many games to All get right, we through. Were. I'm sorry. It'll be a nine-hour long episode, everybody. Uh, let's do the Mass Effect franchise. Mass Effect 1, 2, three andromeda whatever whatever you've played haven't played mass effect when it came out mass effect was yes. yeah everything yes. to me i feel yes. like it was huge not andromeda yeah no yes. that's what i was gonna say i was gonna say you know what i'd like to do is just ignore everything that came after the original trilogy because there's been andromeda even and... the original trilogy when mass effect 3 came out there was so much uproar oh, before I they remember. patched it yeah, oh, 70... yeah, all yeah. right let's let's count one two and 75 percent of mass effect 3 plus the yeah. citadel dlc 
S. S tier. S, yeah. People forget the beginning of Mass Effect 3 was great. It was fantastic. Yes, it, it was, was amazing. It was really yes, it good. Was. Yeah. I mean, honestly, it was 99% of 3. It was the fact that the ending. Uh, let's, let's, let's not talk about it. Let's not talk okay. about it. Let's not oh, talk okay. about it. I don't think it needs to be discussed. And Andromeda is like hilarious. And in, even though it was kind of awful in its own special ways, it was also redeemable in some ways. Yeah. I had fun with Andromeda. It wasn't just unbearably awful. It had things. It had some of the Mass Effect things, but I would say yes. Yeah. Okay. S tier. Not standard defining. Great franchise. I don't even like that kind of franchise, but great franchise. Super fun. Mass Effect was like such an inspirational game for me. I played one so many times. I played two every single possible drip of content I squeezed out of that. Yeah. I didn't know that. I played it over endlessly. I knew you liked it. I didn't know it was such a thing for you. I played every single route, like Paragon and Renegade. I played everything. Mass Effect 3, I only played through a couple times because I was so sad about the ending, but the Citadel DLC was amazing and I did enjoy it very much. It was incredible. S tier, S tier. S tier, absolutely. But not standard defining for being a choose, like choices game? S, no, no, I'm not getting into the standards. As there's been RPGs. I mean, it's a it's an RPG, right? Yeah. I would not say, like, you have to compare it to RPGs and I can't say that that's this genre defining. Yeah. I think that one feature was cool for sure. Yeah. We should do a follow-up episode where we just come up with what the standards are for different genres. That'd be fun. <laughs> Let's retcon our standards. Well, so far, we've only got one standard, and it's Gary's mod. We actually haven't gone over what the standards would be. It's just like outliers rather than standards we're kind of putting it as. So maybe we don't have standards because it's eh, unfair. Whatever. I don't know. We'll figure it out case by case. It's all made up. They know this. All right. So Mass Effect, our first S tier. Solid. Uh, let's do Zelda, the Zelda franchise. Oh. The franchise or a specific game? It's hard one to say franchise. That's what's really hard about it's it. It's up to you guys how you want to define it. We just don't have time to do every game of Zelda, so I'm just saying the franchise, but you can say Zelda and focus on the game that you know you want to rate. You don't have to go through all of them. You know how uh, Death Battle does it where they pick their character at its strongest, right? At its lore-based strongest. So you just pick out like the best game and judge it by that. That's fine. I mean, we kind of do it without Mass Effect, so sure, yeah. go for it. And then maybe count some of the worst games. I don't know, but I haven't played all the games. Those could be counter arguments. Yeah. So we're just doing Zelda, and you guys can focus on whatever part of it you want to, but Zelda, this is the only rating we're going to give to it unless people are like, no, you have to break down Link's Awakening versus, you know, whatever. I haven't played that many Zelda games. Uh, actually, <laughs> the Zelda game that I have played the most is um the newest one. What's that called on the Switch? Breath of the, of the Wild? Wild? That's the one. God, geez. You played it so much, can't even remember the name. <laughs> Listen, that's the only Zelda game that I think I've actually, like, finished more than once. And uh, I thought it was super fun. I think it's a very fun game. I got to the point playing that with Mandy where we had like maps up. We had like the strategy guide and we were just trying to hunt down every last shrine. Yeah. Just like looking just to see, to see the different parts of the world and stuff. And people have complained and it's not an unfair complaint that there are huge parts of that world that are feel like vast empty filler with nothing. A lot of open world games have that problem. And no, but like that's kind of how the world is, especially if you're talking about some sort of very long time ago world where the quickest travel is horses and mm -hmm. you know whatever i think it's a solid game and i think as a franchise too zelda has some real misses and some really funny games like i really enjoy zelda 2 watching it playing it makes me want to die inside but 
I think it's a kind of franchise. Like I would say A or S franchise because the variety of experiences you can get in playing all the different games, the ways they've tried to innovate that worked or didn't work. I think overall it's a great franchise and there are some big misses and bad games, but overall AS area for me. All right. I would kind of agree. Yeah, it's hard because judging as a franchise, I think franchise is definitely A. I played the crap out of Ocarina of Time. I know that's a very milk toast opinion to say like, mm-hmm. this is a great game. But I mean, as a kid, I played the shit out of it. I played it over and over and over again. I played it nonstop. I had the strategy guide and everything. I love that game. But I didn't play Breath of the Wild as a thing. So mm. I'm going to defer to Bob on this one because I don't think I have enough of a basis to even create an opinion. If I did make a big declarative opinion, I think people would roast me alive just because I'm not informed enough. If I was just on Ocarina of Time, that game was amazing. I would put that game as an S tier because of just how much I replayed it. But I can't judge the franchise in that same way. I guess I want to qualify my opinion too is I'm not a huge fan of playing the Zelda games. I find them very frustrating. I don't know if we've talked about this. I'm a first-person shooter guy. My favorite game of all time is probably the original uh, Halo Combat Evolved on Xbox. So all of these games we've talked about, or most of them, don't really fall into what I like. Zelda is one of the ones where I haven't played a lot of the games, but I've probably watched almost every Zelda game. I've watched a playthrough or I've watched speedrunning of it because speedrunning in Zelda games is fascinating, especially the N64 games, Ocarina and Majora's Mask. There are some insane bugs and skips and things, but like even despite the fact that I wouldn't enjoy sitting down and playing A Link to the Past, I think it's a great game and I respect why people who love the game and have played it through 100 times have and why they love it. I think that's legit. Okay, so S or A tier? So that's where my opinion is coming from. I would say yes. If Mark is deferring. S tier Zelda. I am deferring. I've actually never finished playing through a Zelda game. I've watched like you, Bob. It's not for me, but it's had such an impact and the people that love it are so endeared to it. And I do think like Ocarina of Time, uh, Majora's Mask made such a huge impact. Breath of the Wild that like, yeah, I, I think S tier is fair. Wind Waker. Yeah, yeah Wind Waker. It, it can, it's unarguable that the quality of the games are incredible. Yeah. Cannot be argued. All right. Zelda's our second S tier. Take that, Pokemon fans. (laughs) Yeah, suck it, Pokemon. Let's go with the Call of Duty franchise. Any Call of Duty you want or not want, this can include the zombie mode, multiplayer, the story, whatever you, whatever aspect you want to talk about, all of it, none of it. Call of Duty. You want to go first, Mark? I feel like you keep taking it. Uh, Call of Duty. I am not a Call of Duty guy. I have played Call of Duty. Bob, we've played Call of Duty together a few times. That's not true. as much as you've played Call of Duty on your own. We've done the zombie mode together, the three of us. We've done us. zombie mode yep. together. Yeah, yep. we've done that before. It's it's fun. Um, B. Okay. Because for me, it's just like, I know, I know people are already like getting <laughs> it's just like it's a it's a shooter it's an okay shooter i've played a lot of shooters in my day a lot of shooters that had a lot more of an impact on me as a person call of duty is way down there it's way down there on my list i would not even put it in the top 10 of my favorite shooters maybe not even the top 20 but i would have to like really think about that it is b it's it's good it's a milked through franchise it has been milked it has been squoze it is a dry husk of what it for Normally was the only Call of Duty game that I played that I really loved, I think, was Call of Duty 4. Was the World War II back when it was all World War II shooters? That was when we lived together, Mark. Yeah, was that it? Was that the World War II one? COD 4 was the first modern one. COD 4 was Modern Warfare. I played about 
a thousand hours of that in our dorm room with you sleeping next to me. COD 3 or 2 then. That's the one that I played on my own. And that was pretty okay. It was just like a mediocre World War II shooter. But the rest of the games I never got into. I never got super inspired by. Then again, I have a bias against competitive multiplayer games. So I say B, but I am biased. Okay. I enjoy Call of Duty. I think you're pretty dead on, Mark, that it's very played out. And they definitely reached a point in like the 2010s where every new game would come out. And like there was one where you could wall run and like practically fly and all this, yeah, that one you know, like me. future warrior bullshit. And there have definitely been games that came out where I didn't even want to play it. And I looked at it and then maybe I went and played it later, but like it looked laughable. But overall for me, I love Call of Duty. I love it. COD 4 was probably the first game that I put thousands of hours into competitive. I think the first game I put a lot of time into was like the Halo, the original Halo trilogy. I played the absolute shit out of those and I would have LAN parties with buddies and play that, do custom modes and stuff. But I also just played those games a lot because I loved those games. COD 4 and Modern Warfare 2, I put so much time into and i those were some of the first games that got me into competitive fps games and that's still probably like my top genre my current favorite games are like valorant i have easily over i don't know thousand to two thousand hours in like counter-strike global offensive i love it but i completely appreciate that that's not for everybody and i also have to acknowledge that the franchise has been really up and really down i do also think that a lot of the campaigns in the call of duty franchises have been really fun not like super story rich but iconic characters and then iconic characters returning and like just really fun firefights and fun moments over the course of a wild action story i would put it at like a solid a because okay. i personally just enjoy it so much and it has been the franchise has been in a big part of my life since like well, I played the first one on PC too. I think I've played every COD game that's come out, even though I've really, really hated some of them. I would say A, but I get why B. Did you say B? You said B, You right? said B. So we had a B and an A. I screwed around on Call of Duty a little bit before. I th was it Black Ops that came out that was the first one that had the zombie mode? I think that's I think that's the true. Black Ops? I think Black Ops, yeah, yeah, because it had the Nazis. So that's when I super, super got into it was when they added the zombie mode. And then like I started playing the multiplayer more after that. And we would get together at friends' houses and play multiplayer. Um, our, our friend Jesse and I would get on. We would play. We had like the little headset that we'd put on, go hop in and play multiplayer and got super into it. I've definitely played a lot of Call of Duty. I remember getting excited for different releases when Modern Warfare 2 came out. It was huge. Uh, Warzone came out. I think they've got like a Warzone 2 coming out now or something. They got all kinds of stuff. Yep. I don't know where I would rank it. it. That's tough because some of them have had really, really good, innovative, fun things like the zombie mode and so on and so forth. But so many of them are just basically a reskin with some new maps that I didn't like as much as the old maps. So it's tough. I think A or B is fair. I don't think it's a huge difference. Break the tie. I'll give it an A. I'll give it an A overall because I think it's survived this long, stayed as popular as it has, and I think it's done enough interesting things over the years. The, zo the zombie mode alone, to me, bumps it up a little bit. So I will put Call of Duty at an A. B, I think, is also fair. Uh, let's move on. We've only rated like six games. Did you say A, Bob? Yeah. You said A. Oh, okay. I thought you said B as well. All right, I said cool. A, but I appreciate why you gave it a B. Okay. I was kind of cool. on the fence. All right. Cool. Cool. Thanks. I'm going to group these two together. They're different games, but they're kind of like the same genre, and you guys can, you know, differentiate if you'd like rock band and guitar hero Woo! <laughs> i actually got into these games because of mark indirectly easy easy also oh tell your story though uh, when i was with my ex in college i think you had left your 
Guitar Hero thing in like her apartment. And I came over and we just started playing it. And I just like super got into it. Then I got my own version of it. Mm -hmm. But it's because you would like lended it to, to my ex that I played it for the first time. And I really loved playing. It was Guitar Hero that we played then. But then Rock Band came out. I love both of them. I think they're both really fun. They were very different. Getting to listen to like some of your favorite songs and feel like you were playing it was really awesome. So that's my two cents. Now you guys have the floor. Uh, genre defining. It is, it is its own genre. If there was ever something to be genre defining, this is it. Yeah, I would say specifically, I guess you have to credit Rock Band because I think that one came first. Yeah. Or no, no, no. The other one, Guitar, Guitar Hero. Hero. Guitar, Guitar Hero came first. That's what I meant. Because Mark, we had Guitar Hero 3 on Wii in our dorm room. Do you remember how much time we spent playing that? Oh, yeah. And then oh, Joey yeah. would come over from next door and just like destroy us completely and get all the top scores or whatever oh yeah oh, i yeah. love those games so much grinding away on uh, what was it dragonsmith what was it called oh uh through the, through fire, the fire and, and flames, flames. Dragon Dragon Force, Force, yeah. yeah just like trying to get there failing every time i try to get perfect on like uh what was that one jessica jessica i don't remember getting to download songs cliffs of dover also yeah cliffs of dover oh, i love dover. playing yeah, cliffs yeah, yeah. of dover man it was a fun one to play that game also introduced me to so much music that i had never heard and then that like stuck with me over the years like i'll go back and just listen to cliffs of dover sometimes and i never even knew it existed prior to that game i have a rock band guitar in my closet right now i'll group them together as standard defying I don't know that we can rank Rock Band differently, so I'm just going to put them together as the standard, but Guitar Hero did come first. I, I would agree. I think that's fair, and that's a quick and easy one to, to group up. Yeah, I mean, I know they're different games, but Rock Band very much uh, is just Guitar Hero with, like, drums and singing. <laughs> you can Yeah, you can only really compare them to each other, but Rock Band added the other instruments, whereas Guitar Hero focused on the guitar, so, I mean, you know, whatever. There are other really cool rhythm games. Anyone ever played DJ Hero? Uh -oh. I loved that one when I was in college, too. Uh, no, but the, uh, in, in Korea and Japan, they have like a lot of those arcade ones that are DJ based. Oh, those look crazy. Yeah, yeah. they're nuts. I've seen the videos. Rhythm games over there are much like League of Legends, crazy. Well, it's like DDR songs and stuff too. It's like it's super fast, crazy stuff oh happening. God. It's beyond. The controls on some of the videos I've seen look absolutely out of this world. Like like a circular screen and you touch everywhere around. Yeah. Yeah, it's nuts. Genre defining. Genre defining. All right, done. Easy. Uh, where would we rank? Which one do we want to go with here? There's so many good games. Let's do the Assassin's Creed games. Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's fine. It's all right. Yeah, this is a tough one for me. I know that people hold this franchise in their heart. I played the first one when it came out because I had a buddy who was really hype on Assassin's Creed. And we went in his basement and popped the disc into the Xbox and like started playing. I always found it frustrating. It was always billed as like this fluid climbing on buildings and jumping and doing attack and it was never fluid enough. I was always frustrated where you he's like, okay, climb, climb, awkwardly climb, find the spot, I'm in the right spot, and the guy you're trying to kill walks right beneath you and you're all, attack! <laughs> attack he's right there attack and then your guy just jumps down onto the ground and everyone is like oh and is all scared yeah. like fuck just get just he was right there damn it yeah that's my main memory of those games is they never quite delivered on that experience i'd put it in a c c okay yeah, i agree i'd give it c yeah it's a very i like the game. the like lore in the world and the memory shenanigans where you're diving into your own dna and whatever that's cool but the gameplay was let down. Yeah. Frustrating. 
Oh, that's fair. I, I mean, I think like some of the Ezio games, which I think was Assassin's Creed like two and three were really top tier. There were moments where like, you know, the controls could feel a little frustrating and they did get a bit repetitive over time. And I don't think I finished. I was playing through Odyssey. I never finished it. I was playing through um, Valhalla, never finished it. It just became the same, like go do some collectibles, do some side missions. Like, you know, a lot of those games where it's like you, you're so busy trying to 100% it that you get bored and don't finish the story that you were actually interested in. Yeah. So I, th I think that's fair. You touched on a f well, this game earlier, Bob. Let's talk about the Halo series. That's another one that people yes. bought the Xbox exclusively for Halo back in the day. Like that that was the reason to go with Xbox over PlayStation during the console wars yes. was Halo. Mm. Do you want to go first, Mark? Oh, no, no. You can go first. Oh, unless did you go first last time? We kind of both did it at the same time because we both didn't care for Assassin's Creed. Mine, mine's, mine's very quick because I think like judging based on one, two, three, specifically three and reach are the ones that I played the most of. Mm -hmm. I think it's a fantastic game. The quality is outstanding. The mood, I base games on mood a lot. The feel of it is incredible. However, I never replayed them, so I can't put it S. I put it at A. Mm. That's what I'd say. I think they're incredible. They've fallen off a lot. They've fallen off a lot. At least the show was good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I love that. Wait. I love Johnny Reach. Yep. Yeah. Where do you have uh, Halo, Bob? This one's tough for me because I... I want to say just because of my personal connection to it that it's genre defining, but I don't really think that's accurate. I do want to say that in terms of twin stick console shooters, and I'm not as far as I know, Halo was a giant leap forward. I went from N64 to Xbox. My friends had like GameCubes, and that I played other games in the intermediate. Like I played like Time Splitters and stuff. But for me, Halo was the first console twin stick shooter that felt like it was in the next generation of shooters. I don't know if it was the multiplayer, because the multiplayer with the custom modes that you could do and the maps they had were very iconic for me. But the feel of Halo, the first time I played it, I remember being completely struck in awe at what the game was, how interactive some of like the characters were, and how responsive the, the controls felt compared to a lot of other console FPS games that I had played. I don't accurately remember the time, but I feel like it, it was the start for me at least, of like the new generation of shooters and what they could be. And it inspired a lot of replays for me and a lot of land parties and staying up all night to do, you know, rocket surfing with my buddies and practice that and see how it worked and do, you know, playing SWAT before it was an official game mode, all this stuff. It defined a large part of my childhood, but I feel like it also represented a big jump forward in games, but that may not be accurate. So I would give it an S or an A, but I'd prefer S. Okay, so we're split right now, S and A. I yeah. thought the games were solid. I understand the impact that they had and how people like exclusively would go to Xbox for those games, which was amazing to see. But I was more of a PlayStation guy, so I didn't play a whole lot of the Halo games. I played through the campaign with my brother, but that was pretty much it. For me, the game was an A, but it's hard for me to say that it doesn't deserve an S. Just personally, I wouldn't put it there. Do you? Are you comfortable with me putting it in an A or do you want to fight for S, Bob? No, that's okay. I feel like it wasn't as big for people who didn't get into Halo. It wasn't something where even if you'd never heard of it, you kind of had heard of it or played it. But the Halo community, for at least during the first trilogy, was huge. And especially when online play started, like I think people who liked it really, really liked it and got into it back then. This is going to have to be like a five-part series because we've gotten through like <laughs> 10 games in an hour. This is like amazing how much we have to say. Do you want to try to speed round it? We could try. Uh, it's going to be tough. We could try. Pick the controversial ones. Um, World of Warcraft. 
Warcraft. World of Warcraft. God, do you judge it by how many lives it's destroyed or do you judge it by how much <laughs> up life you. of mine it destroyed? Uh, oh, is God. it the standard of MMOs? In the early years, I feel like it, it did set the standard for MMOs for a long time and a lot of people emulate it even now. But I don't know if it does anymore. Yeah. I cherish the time that I played with it. But if I had to judge it on how it is now, it is a shadow of its former self. And the thing about MMOs is that they're a continuous game. They don't exist at one point in time. For my memories of it, I would have, if you asked me in 2011, I would have said S tier. If you asked me now, based on the game, how it is, F. So I'll put it right in the middle of C. C. I think that thing is destroyed lives. That's true. That thing is destroyed <laughs> lives. Bob, you and I personally know someone I whose do. life yeah, it we has know. destroyed. We've We've never yeah. heard from him again. So you two are blaming the game for you destroying their life. I see. Both. Yeah, yeah sure. <laughs> C. I agree. C. I have to agree. Oh, wow. C. Okay. Wow is a C. I thought you guys put that in the standard. I'm shocked. That's fine. I haven't played a lot of it, so I'm going to defer to you two. EverQuest came before it. It's not its own genre. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, Diablo franchise. Diablo 1, 2, and 3. We don't have to talk about Immortal. We can leave that out of it. <laughs> he said, choking back tears. I don't want to talk about Immortal. <laughs> I, I, I played a little of Immortal. It was okay. It was the problem. Okay. Okay. The mortal is the longer you play, the more you find that you can't compete with those that like there was someone that spent so much money that they were in an, their own PvP bracket and nobody else could compete with them, so it wouldn't even place them in matches uh -huh. because they spent money and the other people hadn't didn't have the same gear. The man who got the penis enhancement surgery too much now no one can love him. Basically, <laughs> his dick too big. I don't know. Diablo doesn't mean that much to me. So Diablo for me was. That was my childhood. I played Diablo 2 all through high school, college, even past until Diablo 3 came out. And even after 3 came out, there were parts of 2 that I still longed for. It was a huge part of my life. <sighs> Judging based on how many hours I put in, I'd put it at A. Nah, A. No. <laughs> a. A? Are you supposed to change it when you hesitate? <laughs> I, I don't want... I, I couldn't well, in good faith put it in S. But for me, A. A. No, actually, A. It just doesn't mean as much, but I play the shit out of it. A. Maybe? A. I can agree with that. I think they're very... The first three, if we ignore Immortals and the issues it has, I think it's a solid game. Like... Yeah. I have fun when I play it. It just doesn't draw me in, which is more a statement about me. I'm comfortable putting it at A. It's had its fair share of issues over the years, and I, I think A is solid. And we'll see what 4 brings us. Hopefully it's good. Um. Okay, let's do PUBG and Fortnite. We can do them together separately. Why together? No. Well, they're unfortunately, they are uh, intertwined. They are intertwined. Uh, I hate it. Uh, PUBG came out first using some of the, whatever the engine was, and then Fortnite came out a little bit after. Fortnite is obviously the standard we think about now, but at the time, at one point at least, PUBG was the Battle Royale before Battle Royales took over. I don't really like Battle Royales, so I'd put it at PUBG at like a D. It's not completely unfair. When <laughs> I first came out, I was so into it. It was probably a tier for me that game just ripped off a daisy though yeah well yeah i guess daisy too yeah that's another one i could have put on the list what do you think bob i love the past tense pubg i in the couple years in the heyday of pubg like the era right after it came out up until 1.0 release almost, but a little before that even. That was the only game I played a lot of the time. Every day, it would hit the time of day, and, and I would text the squad, and we would hop in PUBG, and that was the activity. Personally, I would put Fortnite at F. Okay. And it's a total vendetta. I hate the building in Fortnite. I think it's stupid. I think they it's insane. It. You can play without it now. 
I know, and I like that mode way better. I think it's insane that a person can build a castle in front of you in 10 seconds, and if you're not capable of building a five-story tall tower in two flicks of your wrist, then you don't stand a shot against, you know, any any player that can do that. I have nothing else against Fortnite. It's a very cool game. The aesthetic is good, and PUBG has so many more real issues and bugs that are still in the game even now. Yeah. But I love PUBG so much. I would put PUBG at like a a but it's also not unfair to put it at a d because it has the same bugs that it's had since it came out like okay it's such an awful game and they haven't been able to fix some of the stuff for years yeah but i love it that game functioned like ass literally nothing for me worked lag was insane and then you know shots never went where you thought they were and i just don't like that the only thing i liked about it was the zombie mode and even that was hard to get working and lagged like crazy Yeah. yeah they'd never get that to work where would you put PUBG? me d okay so bob's a or b Can we compromise on a c so c we think PUBG's a c what about fortnite for you mark fortnite i again it's where toby I, was born i toby toby all oh, right <laughs> again i don't like battle royales it's yeah. it's i like the single player game better than the multiplayer game d as well and i don't care who hates me for it I wish it would be an F. We can put it in F. Let's put it in F for Fortnite. Fortnite's our first and only F. We have no Ds, but Fortnite's an F. Take that, kids. Take that, kids. You know, the thing I don't like about Fortnite was they had an interesting game that really wasn't doing that well, and then PUBG started doing well, and then all of a sudden they made this new game mode that just, like, oh, they yeah. put everything into. Fortnite Save the World was really cool, and I played that before the Battle Royale evening yeah, existed, and yeah. I was like, oh, this has promise. This yeah, is me interesting. Too. And me then too. they were like, screw that game. Let's make a Battle Royale. Yeah. Yeah. And they never did anything. So that rubbed me the wrong way too. But I mean, obviously people are going to have Fortnite at S tier and not way higher. I think for us, you know, this is again, personal rankings. We're not ranking for what we think the world is. This is just for us. Fortnite at D or F, PUBG at C is fine for me. I- I'm fine with that. Um, Grand Theft Auto franchise. Uh, <clears throat> three and four were so big when they I came mean, out. Vice City and... If you uh, looked at the recent GTA 6 game, 7, 6 gameplay. Six. Six. Oh, fucking trash. They've <laughs> fallen off. I haven't seen the I haven't seen anything about the leaks. Oh, fucking garbage. The game is F. <laughs> it's uh so Grand Theft Auto 5, is that what they I, I, there's so many games. Grand Theft Auto 5 was the one where you had three playable characters and that's the one that has had all of the online um, spawned off of GTA 5. The RPG stuff come off of, yeah. Yes. Role play. I think that Grand Theft Auto is a little overrated, but I also think I appreciate those games in a different way than a lot of people do. I think it's good as a franchise, but the first couple games, are, like, have, have you seen the first one, the like top down yeah. uh, camera? It looks like it's unrelated to the rest of the franchise. It sure me. does. Three was really where it was almost the standard because three came out and you could get in cars, you could drive yeah. around, you could like do all these different things. Like, it was just so crazy the things you could do in three compared to other games that were coming out around that time. Yeah. And then Vice City introduced like what helicopters and boats and motorcycles and things. And it was like, oh my God, all the things you could do. I don't know what the genre is, but I guess is GTA genre defining? Is it genre creating? I think like three was a standard. World? 
overall, I'm not sure if it is, but I think three was, it changed things when three came out. Yes, I guess. Having that giant world in that platform, the PlayStation 2, was kind of incredible at the time. Uh, looking back now, it looks like a bag of ass, but that's how most games do looking back then. I don't have any strong opinions about GTA. I don't think I've ever finished a campaign of any game. Oh, okay. I finished all the campaigns on three, four, and five, but... I did not finish four. I finished three Vice City and five. Where would you put it, Bob? I don't know if genre defining. I find it overrated. Everyone gets really hype about it. And the RP stuff, the role play stuff, people seem to really enjoy. Mm -hmm. It's just not that exciting to me. But I can't argue that it's like a bad franchise if you include the how successful it's been. Yeah. It's the second best selling game of all time, GTA yeah. 5, I think. Like, it's got to be A at least for me, I guess. My hardcore memories of the game, the ones that stand out the most, are me as a teenager picking up hookers on the street oh, yeah. and then going into a dark Watching alley. Watching your car shake and your money go down. And then I'm just oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, go. oh, wow. You know, just <laughs> the car shake. At least virtual me got laid. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, gosh. So, A. <laughs> <laughs> I have that exact same memory. That's so weird. Oh, weird. GTA is an A because we're just going to try to cram in. All right, let's speed around like one or two more games here. Uh, What's another really big one? The Doom franchise. Let's do that one for Mark. Doom games. Oh, man. I, I think S. Doom could not be anything higher than S. I think to say it's not an S would be a disservice to just how much of an impact it did on the world and just how good the first game and Eternal was just how transformative it was in terms of like a run the and standard gun though, of shooters it wasn't the standard back then even when it uh, first there's came out? too many shooters i don't think you could say anything is I, uh, I, I would fight that with half-life i feel like it's hard to say yeah okay yeah i would fight it a lot but i would say s easily 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 playing doom eternal gave me a headache it's not my kind of game but the soundtrack for that slaps it does the music and the like world building around doom in general even though i haven't played almost any of the games i'm aware of it because it's fantastic and the original doom game had a bunch of contemporaries but i would say it was almost genre defining because it did represent a huge leap forward at the time it came out in like what shooter games looked like and could be i think it has to be s it was that and wolfenstein that i remember hearing about as a yeah. kid growing up it was wolfenstein and it was doom those were the two you talked about when it came to shooters yeah because those were the shooters there was nothing else well okay that's it's not that there wasn't anything else but it'd take too long to get into the other ones yeah so standard for you bob and s tier for you mark yeah uh, s tier s tier s tier okay we'll put that in s tier let's go shit i had one i wanted to do where is it it'll have to be the last one i think better be a good one what's okay that if we're gonna take a pause here let's find a good real good last one to end on mm -hmm. if you guys have a game that you want to rate that you think is one that we should end on a big one uh there's like the fallout series the elder scrolls series those are big dark souls i think everyone remembers how i feel about the souls games <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to do the Souls games? Because I would just judge it on Elden Ring or Bloodborne. Fuck. Well, hell, we're talking about... Yeah, let's let's do uh, Dark Souls, Elden Ring, Bloodborne. Let's, let's just group all those together, which I know people might hate, but let's, let's rate those. Bobby, you want to go first? I don't like them. Oh, this is going to be spicy. Take that souls games fans all right f tier for bob i know <laughs> i mean that's harsh they're the, the main reason i don't like them is that they're a type of game that i find very frustrating and not in a way that's fun and i get that people like that and i think it's just really annoying but you know what i do like 
is that the new ultimate playthrough, all the Souls games, including also Bloodborne and then the other one, I forget, and then also through Elden Ring, has been done. Wow. And I appreciate that because what an actual feat of pure masochism and insanity, but it's damn impressive. Yeah, no hits, right? No hits? Yes. Ungodly, un unfathomable. Here, Here's like my take on it, because I get where Bob's coming from. Dark Souls, Demon Souls, Dark Souls 1, 2, and 3, all of those, those four games, I couldn't get into because I found the movement too clunky to be able to really enjoy it. Then Bloodborne came along, and it changed my entire opinion of those types of games. I loved Bloodborne. It was a more fast-paced, more, uh, you get hit, you try to hit back to reclaim health. It was more engaging. You felt like you had more agency on your movement and your attacks and you were controlling the pace of the battle with what you were doing therefore it became instead of frustrating it became very fun i loved bloodborne that is an s game by itself then Sekiro, i didn't get into too much i know people love it it's kind of fast too like that's even faster than bloodborne but yep. i didn't really like it as much then elden ring came along and I had never fallen in love with a game. So back and forth. At first, I was like, it's is like Dark Souls. I can't really get into it. Then I just experimented with different play styles, different weapon styles. And I realized that it did have even a little bit more in some spaces, mobility and maneuverability than Bloodborne did. And it was kind of fast paced if you let it be fast paced. It, it was like pick your own style of game in that it was so fun. It was just so there was something just so satisfying about even beating a normal enemy that kept you going once you found your rhythm and you kept moving forward. And yes, ungodly frustrating. That is not for everybody. I have to put the entire Soul series at an S tier. It's transformative. It is genre defining. It is incredible. It is replayable. I played yeah. Bloodborne and Elden Ring so many times and it just had such an impact on the world in terms of opening people's eyes and game developers being like, wait, maybe we haven't been doing games right for a while if this one is so loved. You know, I, I just love it. I love it so much and I love what it's done okay s tier bob where'd you put it i i'll agree with mark i feel like i have a weak opinion on this one but i appreciate the god runs because i think they're fantastic so mm -hmm. i agree soul series s tier okay yeah bob i would try have you tried bloodborne i actually have never tried to play bloodborne i've tried to play souls 3 and then i played Elden ring a bit and those are the only games i've really played i i can totally see why your frustration would come about those are actually very hard ones to jump into bloodborne is also very difficult and it'll it'll be brutal in the beginning but once you it has more in its systems that keep the fight engaged it'll still frustrate you with things jumping out around the corners mm -hmm. and the fucking dogs the dogs in all those games oh, are I've awful seen the dogs they look awful but bloodborne is actually an incredibly fun game when you beat the first boss when you get to that point if you can beat the first boss i'm almost certain you will actually feel that sense of i fucking did it yes mm. it does give quite the feeling of accomplishment when you succeed but man do i i've played three i've played some of two i played through bloodborne mostly and i think a decent amount of Elden Ring, and I have a love-hate relationship where, yeah, once you get that accomplished feeling of beating something you've struggled with, it feels great, and then you go and die to something really stupid, you lose your souls, and you die getting back, and you just want to beat your head against the wall because you forgot to spend them, and the frustration and the pain and misery that I feel. Mm. I have a very big love and hate relationship with it, but I can't argue that they belong probably in A or S tier. Yeah. 
I also feel like I have to add a correction because someone's going to point it out. God Run 3 has not actually happened. People are working on it. Uh, the new God Run 3, including Elden Ring now, will happen. Okay. I, I will that. watch gotcha. some of it, but not all of it because yeah. it's going to take like multiple days. You know, that's one of the worst things about those games is like spending what feels like hours trying to master a boss and then beating it. And then you go and you watch someone beat it in like two minutes without taking a single hit whenever you barely scrape by with like all the end game gear and they've got like nothing besides a wooden sword. Yeah, you watch a naked guy in underwear with a stick just like beat it yeah. by never getting hit over a 30 minute fight and slowly chipping it to death. Or they go and they speed run to like this one sword and they just happen to have just enough stats to put it on and they go and they just like swipe three times and it dies. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, there we go. We covered all video games. All video Woo! games. We did it! <laughs> we did it, boys! And all that time, we only talked about 18 games. That's still a lot of games. It is a lot. I've got a list of like 40 more we haven't touched, and I'm sure there's tons out there everyone else wants to see. So if you guys do want to see a follow-up to the tier list, let us know. We don't want to do every podcast episode just talking about this, but if enough of you want to see it, we'll we'll do a follow-up, because there's so many more games we want to rate. It's just hard to get to them all in this amount of time and talk about them. Wade's gotta win another time eventually! Yeah, root for me if you want to see another tier list. <laughs> if we do another game, another tier list next time we'll continue games i know there was more food restaurants we didn't do too as opposed to other kinds of restaurants as opposed to drink restaurants or sleep <laughs> restaurants as we all know and all love. right look i'm gonna wrap up here uh man i've got to declare a winner i kind of forgot about that part yep. uh points yep. um Hmm. I'm looking at where things are rated and how I agree or disagree the points you all made about it. I feel pretty good about this one, Bob. I don't know. I think you should sit back down. <laughs> I actually don't feel great about what I contributed. I, I feel like I was a big negative Nancy this time around. And while I love having spicy takes, I also feel bad about it. Hmm. Interesting. But take that, Pokemon fans. <laughs> yeah, suck it, Pokemon. <laughs> you know, for having the balls to immediately just say Fortnite's an F, I'll give the win to Bob. Ooh. <laughs> I feel like you're going to get so much hate from that one take. I don't know if you will. That I'm going to give you the win just so you can have a little something to feel good about while you're being blasted for the next rest of your life. That would give him more hate, though. Take that, Fortnite kiddos. Yeah. <laughs> I won because you like a dumb game. I don't know how many Fortnite fans we have that listen to us but that one take i was i was surprised that you just went right for it i was gonna knock you some points for you know not being super into diablo but you know i can't really blame you for it mark and i love diablo you didn't really give them as much love as it deserved yeah i have no hate for diablo it's a good game it's a good franchise it's just not for me but just going right for the jugular of fortnite and fortnite fans i gotta give you some bonus points for that so bob is our winner <laughs> we have so many games left thank you guys for listening and i guess uh loser speech mark uh uh, I am sick and I want to go to bed. Too bad. We got work to do. Ugh. Bob, winter speech. Oh, it feels good. It feels so good. And make sure you follow the podcast. It's not going to get you any V-Bucks or anything, but uh, you can listen <laughs> to me mock your silly interests endlessly into the future because you should re-listen to every episode at least 10 times. You know that, right? At least. Listeners. On every platform. If you're not listening hard enough, we know. We know what you're not listening enough. Oh, we know. We don't like that. You know, we don't like that. It's not good. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. I appreciate it. If you haven't already, make sure you uh, subscribe to the podcast on all the different platforms. You want. Is that what you do? Subscribe to it? Follow, hit the plus, all kinds of stuff. Whatever it is you do, do it for the podcast. Uh, you can find us individually. Mark is Markiplier. Bob is MySkerm. Back on Twitch now. Woo! 
I'm Wade, Minion777, or Lord Minion777, depending. We have merch at a place that I definitely remember the website name of. We definitely don't struggle with this every single time. What is it? And, uh, Distractiblepodcast.com. That's the one. Store.distractiblepodcast.com. And uh, I guess we'll see you whenever Bob decides to host next time. Until then, podcast out.